Hello and welcome to our Writing Workshop series. This is a collaboration between the North Bay Public Library and members of the North Bay Writers Group. My name is Bethany and I will be your host for this series. Each episode of this series will focus on different writing topics, including story creation, dialogue, research, and more. Each episode will also feature different hosts from the North Bay Writers Group. In this episode, Jared will talk about doing research for your story. Greetings all! This is Jared from the North Bay Writers Group, here to give another workshop brought to you by the North Bay Library. Today, we will discuss the importance of conducting research when writing any kind of document, be it a research paper, a novel, a short story or poem. Research can and often will be an integral part to your writing process. I would like to explore the different forms of research how they can be applied to what you are writing, and the effects it will have both on your work and the expansion of your knowledge. To start, we will discuss methodologies. Forms of research are quite dependent on the reason behind doing it. Scientific research, of course, has stringent guidelines and a multitude of methodologies of implementation. Historical research often entails something as simple as going to your local library. However, it could result in going on an expedition or taking first-hand accounts, if possible, from people who were present for the event when it happened. Journalistic research is frequently focused on current events and thus results in a great deal of what is called primary research. Regardless of these factors, the methodologies and concepts are far from disparate. Primary and secondary research will occur regardless of what kind of research you are doing. Conducting primary research entails getting first-hand accounts from individuals present for the event and are looking, you are looking into. In the case of writing research, researching something by doing it yourself is another method. Uh, Hunter S. Thompson, for example, did it for many of his books. Uh, you could also collect information personally for primary research and performing experiments that help you better understand what you're trying to discover. This is very common in the field of science. Secondary research, which is both equally important and valid, is done by collecting information from another resource, such as the local library, credible resources and sources of the, on the internet, looking into government statistics, reading scientific papers on the topic, uh, very useful when writing sci-fi. Documentaries, or seldomly, historically accurate films, or speaking with credible, credible professionals and or personal friends knowledgeable in the topic you are studying. Though the approach to these research methods seem fairly different, they both seek to serve the same purpose and will grow your understanding of what you are trying to write about and or discover. By having knowledge about what you are writing about, you become a stronger writer. Regardless of what you are trying to write, this remains true and adds to the validity of what you are creating. For example, fantasy and historical pieces, though fun to write, can come across as less legitimate or interesting if not accurate. 
If you are writing a period piece and have clothing, architecture, dialects, or societal norms contrary to that of the time, the story seems less believable. It would be ridiculous for you to have a machine gun during medieval times, or even a pharaoh wearing a tuxedo during ancient Egypt. If your goal is comedy, or perhaps time travel, it is possible to make it work. However, if your goal is to astound, entertain, and awe, uh, in, and to stay true to reality, you will fall short on that goal if you go this method. An interesting mix of fantasy and history can be found in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter by Seth Graham Smith. The author researched the life of the former president of the United States and implemented this fantasy element to create an alternative history. There are a great deal of events that clearly reflect the life of Lincoln, with the idea of him being a vampire hunter made the main focus. It is a creative method that is written in a way it does not seem ridiculous and not entirely unbelievable. However, had Graham Smith not bothered to research the former president himself, the story no doubt would have seemed like a bunch of hogwash and entirely gimmicky and not worth reading at all. All this said, I would like to impress upon you the importance of research. Though you may not be writing a, a history novel, an alternative history novel, or even some form of journalistic or scientific formal kind of writing, understanding what you are writing around is integral to your creativity. Though the works can be fantastical and wondrous, having a greater knowledge of a time period, philosophical ideals, and psychological concepts can help you overcome hurdles and create more compelling stories. Even basic understandings of a subject is better than making things up that contradict logic. It is also a great benefit to implement philosophical concepts and psychological factors to your work, uh, and it will help connect the reader in a better way than just having things happen seemingly without reason and completely haphazardly. Now I would like to discuss on how to apply your research. After studying and researching topics relevant to what you are writing, implementing even portions of your study in the next step is the next step toward greatness. Let's say you are writing a villain with a very obvious set of narcissistic tendencies. It would be wise for you to understand what being a narcissist entails. Having a better understanding of the conditions will help you create a believable antagonist whose intentions and ambitions will be defined and influenced by the condition. When researching narcissism, one of the first things you will learn about the condition is it finds its origins in Greek myth. Narcissist the main focus of the myth, was a very attractive individual whose appearance had his paramours taking their own lives to prove their devotion. Some of the gods, who essentially became jealous of the attention he was getting, essentially cursed him to look into a pool of water. When doing so, Narcissus became so fixated on his own appearance, he remained there in awe of his own beauty until his death. Those who suffer from narcissism have fairly similar qualities. They believe that the world revolves around them and that they are superior to those around them. 
Often when a narcissist's ideals are questioned or they are proven to be not as great as they think they are, the individual will lash out angrily and irrationally. They often ignore the needs of others, commonly to the other individual's detriment, to serve themselves. They are often heinous, self-serving individuals who overlook the pain of others, or perhaps bask in it if they may also be a sadist, and revel in praise either given by themselves or others. With this knowledge, the aforementioned potential antagonist could be an individual seeking to be seen as a hero. They would lie, cheat, and steal without remorse in order to have the masses see them in a favorable light. Though those around them would realize that they are perhaps in fact a villain, they themselves would completely disregard this view. There is a plethora of examples of this kind of antagonist throughout history, literature, and even popular culture. A great contemporary example would be Jigsaw from Punisher, specifically through the Netflix series, though originally made famous by Marvel Comics. This character is the protagonist, Frank Castle's, supposed best friend. However, when offered better opportunities for himself within the ranks of the military, Jigsaw betrays Frank and slaughters him and his entire family. Well, so he thinks anyway. Tragic as this is, his narcissism persists throughout the series, where he does everything he can to be seen as some kind of hero. In the process, he leaves an immense amount of people in mortal danger, tells countless lies, and seems to feel no remorse for his actions. By using research methods, a writer can expand their creative arsenal and generate interesting and unique characters that will have readers wanting more. Seeking knowledge and finding ways to have it better a story is what makes a writer more compelling, interesting to read, and creative. Another way one could implement research into their work is, in a specific way is through character creation and development. You may have a character begin with a certain set of morals and ideals, and as time and events go on, have their perspectives change. Perhaps their concepts and sense of ethics begin at one extreme and lighten through experience into something notably more moderate or kind-hearted over time. A good example of this would be Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. The reader is first shown Ebenezer Scrooge, a business mogul so prideful and gluttonous he refuses to give his sole employee, Bob Cratchit, time off for the holidays, let alone a holiday bonus. These vile characteristics and ideals are explored when a spirit of the past shows the reader, and Ebenezer himself, how he came to be this way. Losing his business partner at a young age, being rejected by the love of his life, and various other variables caused him to become a selfish, money-pinching, vile old man that the story has introduced us with. However, in one evening, multiple spirits also show him what his current mentality and actions are doing in the present to those around him, as well as the repercussions of his actions later in life. We see, among other things, his employees celebrating the holidays with his family. Though their budget is tight, they make the most of what they have. Additionally, Bob's son, tiny Tim Cratchit, suffers from polio, renal tubular acidosis, rickles, and other illnesses his father cannot afford to help mitigate. 
It's Ebenezer's greed that makes it so Tiny Tim cannot live a full and healthy life. When Scrooge is confronted with his mortality by the third spirit, uh, it's how he, it shows how he will be remembered. Perhaps he suffers from athazagoraphobia, if we're going to look into uh, psychological concepts, which is an irrational fear of being forgotten. And what will become of Bob and his family? He decides to change. When he wakes the next morning, Scrooge goes, uh, goes out and does everything he can with his hoarded wealth to be the polar opposite of what he had been for so long. Though I do not advise writers to have characters change overnight, it happens to work quite well for Dickens in the case of this story. In a way, Scrooge was forced to do his own research in his own way by analyzing and observing what the choices, what his choices have wrought, how he got there, and what would happen. Dickens does a great job of showing what narcissism and other potential mental conditions can do to a person, as well as how the ailments Tiny Tim suffers affect him, the end result being a more gripping tale that has stood the test of time and has been adapted countless times. Now, doing research. Outside of these great prose, these are additional things that will affect you as a writer. Having a better understanding and expanding your knowledge is a great benefit for any writer. Being able to properly express your ideas is one thing. Being able to back those up is a concept that will better you creatively, mentally, and through your writing. This, uh, the, the writer must read as much as they write, either through rigorous research or recreationally. Once you truly understand a concept through research, your readers will revel in your legitimacy, perhaps find characteristics of themselves within the characters you write, and undoubtedly learn something new. Creative writing is fun, and we writers have a gift that can let, lead our readers to be better, more fulfilled individuals for having read our work. Another great aspect of research is its natural ability to expand your vocabulary. You will no doubt encounter numerous situations during your searching where you will find words that you do not know. Thus, you will seek your handy-dandy dictionary to better comprehend what you are learning. This will provide you, of course, with more words to add to your arsenal. One of the many beautiful things of language is that there are synonyms, different words with similar definitions. To prevent being irritatingly repetitive, you can take these newly discovered words and expand your vocabulary to make your work both more compelling and enjoyable to read. And of course, where better to do research and better your creative self than going to your local library? There, seemingly, there are seemingly countless resources available for you to broaden your knowledge in a comfortable environment with competent and kind individuals to make your research easier. As this will be my last presentation for this run, I would like to take this time to say thank you to the North Bay Public Library for the opportunity to share my ideas and knowledge with you all. Be sure to support them to the best of your ability. Research is an integral and vital part of the writing process. Regardless of what you are writing, there are immeasurable benefits to expanding your knowledge and bettering yourself as a writer.
Whether you're looking to expand your vocabulary, gain a better understanding of a historical event, or adding legitimacy to your work, a small amount of research will go a long way. NBPL Podcasts is a production of the North Bay Public Library. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. Also, if you know someone who might be interested in this series, please share this with them. Each of these workshop episodes will also be available on our YouTube channel. You can find the link in the show notes. Thanks to the North Bay Writers Group for sharing their time and talents in this series. If you'd like to learn more about this group, there is a link to their Facebook group in the show notes. Follow the North Bay Public Library on Facebook and connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at north underscore bay PL.